Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello, crazy fans of the Tech Cat Show. We have another fabulous show today talking to another thought leader, um, and that is the beautiful and lovely, who I met in person so I know this, Justine Santa Cruz, who is the VP of Strategic Partnerships and Alliances at Satisfy Labs. Welcome, Justine. Thanks, Lori, and thanks for that sweet intro. <laughs> now, I recently ran into you at shop.org where you were demonstrating this amazingly cool AI, you know, it was like a, a, a holographic AI talking head, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen before. Um, it was sort of like my Amazon Alexa, but like with a face. And I know it's a partnership <laughs> with um, with Ventana, who we've had on here before. Um, so I want to hear how you guys got to there. But first, give us some background, because um, I know Satisfy is doing all sorts of interesting things with with data. But but give us give us a sense of your background first. Sure. So um, as you said, I head up the partnerships and alliances here at Satisfy. And that really means I work with everyone from social media platforms to creative agencies and hardware companies and hologram companies such as Ventana to create new and exciting experiences for our clients and our partners. And previously, I was actually at Macy's where I was on the marketing team and we were in charge of bringing innovation uh inside to our company. So I would kind of go out to Silicon Valley and all these um, innovative companies. I would meet with them and find different ways that we could collaborate with them being a big company like Macy's. So that's kind of where I started. Before that, I was in the hospitality space working at Micros e-commerce where I was in charge of building a lot of e-commerce websites and booking engines. So I've always been in the digital space and now I'm in AI, which I think is pretty fitting as the next frontier. So that's my background. And um, is Satisfy, so tell us a little bit more about Satisfy and sort of the overall concept behind Satisfy Labs. Yeah, so Satisfy Labs is an intelligence company. We pride ourselves by being uh, one of the first companies to actually automate conversations that happen in physical spaces. So when you think about walking into a mall or an airport or a theme park or any big location that you need new information on that maybe you're not familiar with, there's really no one single digital way to get that information today. So what we offer is a chance for these locations to actually create a chat solution, whether that's through voice um, or text or through holograms or through robotics um, that actually answers their customers' questions. Um, So we are a chatbot company, but at the end of the day, we do just provide intelligence across our clients. And so there are a lot of um, different AI and and chatbot companies right now. Um, So do you get your, you know, technology from, did you build it from the ground up or is there sort of a base code out there that everyone's using and then you're going (laughs) off to the left to make it better? You know, like how do we differentiate what all you great companies are doing? Yeah, so great question. Uh, So we did build everything from the ground up. Uh, I wish I could take credit for that building, but it was actually from our founding team. So the three of them, uh, brilliant gentlemen um, that I'm super lucky to work for, um, they um, are actually 
um, from the financial services industry, and all of them have algorithmic trading and prop trading backgrounds. And when you think about something as complex as that, they were able to actually use that knowledge to automate a lot of conversations that we have today. So they were automating numbers and trades and all that on Wall Street, and they brought that knowledge over, and they built the system from the ground up, to answer your question. Um, But as far as differentiators, what's different about Satisfy is we specialize in physical spaces, whereas a lot of chatbot companies out there, and I'm sure you've interacted with a few of them, um, maybe complaining online or um, getting to customer service, focus on that layer. So they focus on replacing associates um, that maybe answer questions on a website or a web pop-up, whereas we actually focus on enhancing a physical experience that you have um, with a brand that you love. Um, And it's really not where humans are today. It's actually a place where customers are just left unsatisfied. um, And that's really a hole that we're filling right now. Now, when you think about all of this, of course, Amazon Alexa right now is what most people and Google Home is what most people and Siri and Cortana are the ones that most consumers are familiar with just because, you know, they've created consumer centric products for the home. And everyone keeps telling me that Siri and Alexa are getting smarter because each time Mm -hmm. someone uses it, that information goes to their big brains in the sky that will not be taking over the world as uh, many movies have <laughs> postulated. But um, are, are, do you get to benefit from that or are they all in their own sort of separate data wells? Yeah, it's actually the latter. So a lot of, um, a lot of these um, companies that own their voice assistants, they have their own um, brains, as you said, that gather all that information. But where we come in is we can actually create um, for our clients, a their very own Siri or their very own Alexa skill that will live within these devices. So um, let's give an example. So you could actually, if you owned a store, for example, or a retail location, you could ask Alexa um, about that location and all that information actually flows back to you because um, we are building it for you. Um, so there is... A, To your point, yes, they do own that data, Um, these companies that have built these devices, but we are also in the business of collecting that on behalf of our clients. So um, there's a way around it, I think, to answer your question. So you're then you're someone that that uh, a brand could come to 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 build a recipe for all of these other consumer centric platforms as well. So you have your own platform that is showing up in retail environments that brands are sort of covering with their with their brand or their IP. But then you can also work Correct. inside of these already established. So you're in a really hot space right now. Yeah, it's it's blowing up. Um, we are super excited to kind of ride this wave, and now I think more and more of our enterprise enterprise clients are realizing that it's not enough to be just a Facebook um, bot. It's not enough to just be on SMS. You have to be everywhere and be consistent to your customer, and that's really where we come in because we we build your bot once, and we are channel agnostic. So. At the end of the day, you can choose to deploy it on Facebook and create a Facebook bot experience. But if you end up wanting a hologram, maybe in a year or six months from now, right, and you want to work with um, our company in Ventana for that, then the same bot will power that channel as well. And and just for clarity, Ventana is another company that you are in a, a strategic partnership with that that their focus has been on holograms, and they do really fun hologram 
games and this contained kiosk for for brands and companies and it's very engaging and so you've partnered with them to give them the the sort of brain to animate whatever the characters are that they create in their environment um and that's what i saw at shop.org and i was like oh my god because it was a beautiful face that started talking to me (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I, you know, and I can so see the value in all of that as, as we try to uh, connect with, with all of these service, service uh, bots, um, but giving it a more human appeal. Now you talked about um, in our, in our prep about, you know, really being able to focus on omni-channel conversations. And for those uh, uh, listeners who don't quite know what that expression means. That's really about creating a brand experience that's in all of the different um, channels that a consumer mm-hmm. might experience a brand. So for you guys, how does that happen? How are you supporting an omni-channel strategy? Yeah, so that's really uh, one of our brand pillars that we pride ourselves on. I'm happy you brought that up. Um, so we start with um, asking our clients who are uh, dealing with their customers every day, we ask them, where do you feel like your customers are underserved or undercommunicated with? And they usually say, oh, they keep calling our call center or they keep going to our website and asking for questions and not getting it, or they come to the store. Um, and really, that's the same customer asking on different channels. So why is the answer different, right? So you walk into a store, when you ask an associate a question, why is it different from going to the FAQ page on the website? So by having a unified chat interface, which we provide, that you can access in the store on your mobile device or you can access on your desktop laptop on at home through their website or on Facebook when you're on the go, that unifies an omnichannel strategy. So omnichannel really means it's not necessarily online and offline, but it means that every that the customer wants to talk to you is she or he getting the same experience and that's what we're here to help our clients with because it's not easy yeah I love that um, I love that and especially you're, you're data driven and you're having conversations which in the mm-hmm. end is, is the most important part of interacting with a consumer for all of these brands because um, consumers now d- demand a certain amount of personalization and so you have to sort of as a brand almost do mass personalization. And so the only way they can do that is if they partner with someone like you who's actually, you know, of, able to take that conversation everywhere they go. Exactly. You know, um, and it's so funny if you talk about mass customization, people are like, what are you talking about? How, if it's customization, <laughs> how do you? But it's a really, it's a really interesting, interesting conversation. And then, um, you know, just in terms of, of uh, you know, where we think AI is going to go, we're going to swing back with you in a moment after our next break and talk about some trends in AI and chat, because I'd love to hear you know, what are the questions that people are always asking or what are some of the fun um, trends that keep coming up? But really what's what's powering your role is that you have an agency and client-side background. So you really know how to talk the talk to agencies and brands about how to leverage this because we always find that the Silicon Valley side and the Madison Avenue side have trouble talking. And so you really represent both worlds. Exactly, yeah. It's a double consciousness, a blessing and a curse. I always tell people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the two consciousness, too. That's really cool, especially because we're talking about um, AI. All right. Well, we're going to be back in a moment with Justina, Justine Santa Cruz from Satisfy Labs, who's giving us the down low 
on AI and on chat and all the fabulous things that Satisfy Labs is doing to, to unify a, a customer's experience across many channels. So we're going to be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show, blowing your mind away with more discussions about AI. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello, everybody, and we are back with Justine Santa Cruz, who is the VP of Strategic Partnerships and Alliances at Satisfy Labs. And Satisfy is a intelligent data deployment platform, which is really using companies' data to power voice and text. So it's what we all know as as AI. Um, so um, when it comes to AI, you were just kind of explaining to us how you're deploying AI solutions in different retail environments for brands. But when it comes to AI, what kind of trends are you seeing popping up? Because I would think it would be, you know, really interesting to just hear all these conversations that people are having. Oh, yes. It's uh, it's completely fascinating. And when you see a company like ours, we're in multiple verticals. Like I, I know we met at shop.org where it was mostly retail. We do have a lot of retail clients, but we also have sports venues and professional sports that each team has a very unique set of fans and different conversations happen there. And then um, we have other venues as well that have this. And what's interesting in terms of customer trends is that more and more people are used to talking to automated services. At first, we thought that, oh, if we pretend to be a human or we tell them we're a bot, maybe they won't talk to us. But I think more and more people in not just major major cities, um, all over America, and even in some international cities that we're in, are used to getting their information to bots. So I think that's something I thought was interesting because I think the misconception is still that people are scared of bots and um, won't really have a conversation with them. It's so interesting, too, because... Um, I was telling you offline that I specialize in torturing chatbots, <laughs> um, but but it's also because I know that there is going to be one. And and in honesty, it is helpful to just cut to the chase, type in a question, and, and get your answer. Are we learning anything about customers, like bigger trends from all of this chatting? You know, is it that people? You know, want um, you, you know, want what they want when they want it. Are there certain questions that always come up? Is that the kind of data that you're able to sort of ascertain? Yeah, and I think what's interesting is 
when they when they ask this stuff and where they are when they ask certain questions. Um, can't really go into specifics, but what I could do, what can I, what I can share is um, across our clients, all their fans are very particular. I think we all know that humans in general are particular and they know what they want, but we are usually used to, you know, walking into a restaurant and we use this, um, we use this metaphor a lot, but when we walk to a restaurant, there's a menu there and people are used to just choosing from what's in front of them. But if you actually handed them a blank menu, and in our case, that's a blank chat screen, what will they actually say? And that's really interesting to us because we actually allow for completely natural language, natural phrasing um, questions to be typed into our bot. So we then uncover all these things that are so particular that we would have never offered to them in buttons or a multiple choice question, Um, whether that's a food item that they're looking for, whether that's a beer brand that's not offered at their local stadium, or if it's a store that they really want featured at their local mall. Um, All these things are surfaced um, because of AI. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if it was just a simple survey or a kind of a basic chatbot that had buttons on it. Um, so this, so that's this, super interesting this, to us. Okay, so the human interaction of the bot is is allowing people to feel comfortable enough to to ask for real questions, and then you're able to aggregate all these you know real questions and mm-hmm. and and come up with an insight that then the client can actually deliver on, which, which is fascinating. Now, do you think the move now then from sort of typing to interacting through voice activation, like in your holographic experience, is going to change the game even further? Yes, completely. Because now then companies like ours and um, everyone in our, in our industry will need to become experts in voice-to-text and text-to-voice and all of this kind of transcription services, which we have um, experience in, uh, thankfully, um, as the as the industry is kind of shifting into voice-activated um, services. Um, and I think what's also going to change is that you can't um, the answers that the bot gives, if it's through voice or a sound or some audio field, can't be three sentences long. It has to be quick and concise. So that's a totally different. If when I'm working with agencies and creative teams, I tell them when you write that copy, it has to be snappy and quick. It can't be this paragraph that you would put on a website. But does it need to have some emotional pieces to it so that we don't freak out? Or do you want it to still sound sort of robotic so that people don't freak out? (laughs) (laughs) It's so subjective. I, I, I've seen both work. Um, I think it's also dependent on the brand who's using it. So if it's, if you're the part of your brand DNA is to be, you know, um, kind of soft and like maternal and loving and caring, then I think having a robotic voice would be off brand and maybe something your customer wouldn't like. But then if you're a technology forward thinking company and you have something like what we did at the show with the hologram that's very avatar looking, um, and sounds very robotic, then maybe that works. But I think um, it just has to go with your brand voice like any other channel that you're doing. You know, and, and of course, this brings to mind um, her, the movie about, you know, the AI intelligence that uh, Joaquin um, fell in love Probably. with. But all, Yeah, but also, uh, yeah, who wouldn't fall in love with her voice, right? But also um, Blade Runners 2, which literally Ryan Gosling's sort of 
love interest or at least the person the entity the ai that helps him manage his life um the data in his life is actually a human form too so it's it's interesting that we're on we're actually living in science fiction right now yes it's um every time i I do a pitch or a speaking engagement or anything like that, and I use the word brains, we power brains, anything like that. As it comes out of my mouth, I can't believe that I'm living in this in this era. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Now, um, is, is it an expensive proposition? And I know you can't give us budgets, but is this something that any brand can jump into, or is it something right now that just because it's so new – you know, it's it's a little on the pricey side, but those prices will come down over time. No, I think if you compare it, it's not, not expensive. Um, and I say that because when you compare it across digital platforms that brands today invest in, whether that's a social media strategy, a display or digital uh, media strategy, or a customer service platform, anything that they're putting money into, if you compare it apples to apples to the data that we're bringing back, it's comparable or even less expensive um, because our our value really is bringing that data to our customer and if they're not using it then no one wins right so we're not in the we're not in the business of making money really off of our clients it's really more of how do we get this scalable solution in their hands as quickly as possible so it's not to answer your question not expensive and is there a social component to this? Because, um, you know, everybody wants, okay, well, what can we do mm-hmm. to distribute it? Now, I don't know if that makes any sense, but have you been, been thinking yeah. about integrating that? So how does that work? Yeah, so when we um, do uh, bots for Facebook or Twitter, for example, who are huge uh, social media players, they actually have, um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they have ads or an ad product, a paid media product that drives um, usage directly in their messaging apps. So it would look like a regular ad that would pop up on their followers' feeds or whatever targeted audience you want. And it would, upon clicking it, would actually prompt the messenger bot or the direct message bot if you're in Twitter. Um, so these things kind of brought into your point, the distribution and it kind of just drives home the point that it doesn't mean that you build it, someone will come. Um, you also have to kind of educate your user because we're also not a stranger to that. We There is a big education piece and campaign that needs to come with these bots um, in the beginning. Oh, so, so in many ways, you're partnering with the social media platforms to integrate your capabilities into their offerings. Exactly. Right, and then and then so then Twitter all of a sudden has a little like chatbot inside of um, one of its. I don't know if they still call them cards, ad cards, or their their yeah, their cards. ads. So yeah, yeah, and then mm-hmm. Facebook, of course, is doing all sorts of things like that as well. So that that's really cool because I could see, especially visual platforms like Instagram, you know, having a face talk to me on there. <laughs> exactly, being such a visual platform, correct? Yeah. That's a million dollar idea right there, baby. Um, <laughs> now, do you think also, I don't know if this has come up for you or if it even matters, but do you think that this kind of technology is going to impact the job market? Like, are you gonna, are we going to be losing bodies because of it? I think we actually, we don't like saying that AI replaces people because we know that this skill set we're solving for is nowhere near the complexity of a human brain and how we interact with humans. So 
when people ask me about the job market and how it will change, I think it will actually push existing um, human capital to be allocated to more complex problems and what the, I guess, problems that we were really meant to solve with the brain capacity that we're all blessed with. Um, so to give you a more concrete example, if AI was to be used at a customer support center that answers customer service inquiries, if AI is going to be used there, then AI will worry about very basic questions that they're probably asked 200 times a day, 500 times a day, like where's my order, my order's late, an AI bot can do that. Um, so yeah, so you get rid the, of the... The mundane, you get rid of the mundane Correct. sort of really day-to-day stuff so that real questions, real service, real personalization can come um, from, from the human. Um, yeah. And then and a and positive then we, conversation. And a positive conversation. Then we could start to solve real issues and deliver better products and sort of advance us all faster when we're not mm-hmm. doing the same, same mundane things over and over again. I, I like that. I mean, there's that whole talk about how... Um, Below the API jobs will all go to AI and robotics, and then above the API, which is what you're talking about, that creative class um, is where our, our kids are all going to have the next job, um, which is why I, I really encourage my daughter to play with Legos and all those you know, steam, steam and STEM coding things because, you know, yeah. I want her to be employed. <laughs> and she, the funny thing about just Alexa in general was um, we had an internet issue for about two days and she was so upset that Alexa was gone. So, you know, I can see how AI in general, you know, starts to become so integrated into your life, you know? Exactly. And you don't even know it. And you don't even That's know it. Good. So you so yeah. so Satafly Labs then is a great place for a brand who who's digging in for the first time maybe and wants to understand you know how can we leverage this because you guys are sitting on enough data now. Um, you know, I bet even category are there categories that are doing more in AI than than in other categories. You know, is it like automotive or packaged goods mm-hmm. or you know who are you seeing sort of really taking the first jumps? Yeah, I think it, um, it's not actually the common denominator isn't the sur- in the industry that they're in, but what service they provide. So the common denominator is companies that want to provide great customer service at scale. So when you think That's about um, big locations that are um, big in hospitality and kind of offering a one-to-one service, those are the ones that really want to use our service because it helps their customer service agents and guests be kind of super agents. Um, oh, that's great. So that's great point. Really who's, who's using it. All right. We have to take another break. And we're going to be back in a moment with Justine Santa Cruz, who has been dropping some insights on the future of AI and how Satisfy Labs, where she's VP of Strategic Partnerships and Alliances, is helping to bring solutions to companies, retailers, brands on how to, uh, how to deliver great services. We'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? 
From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we have been getting the down low on artificial intelligence and how to use it as a business tool from Justine Santa Cruz, who is VP of Strategic Partnerships and Alliances at Satisfy Labs. And Justine, um, I was just um, sort of off offline talking to you about where do you go to keep up with all of this, you know, because obviously this is cutting edge stuff. So are there certain trade shows that you make sure you attend to keep up with everything? Yeah, I think there's a few that's always been on my radar, even when I was still at Macy's, um, namely TechCrunch and NRF and Shop.org, ShopTalk, CES, South by Southwest. Like those are, those to me are kind of where companies and startups go to launch uh, exciting partnerships and innovation. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, I rely a lot on um, news publications. So whether that's something as generic as the New York Times or something like Venture, uh, Venture Beat or um, Vox or The Atlantic that are really, they have, in my opinion, um, journalists that kind of seek out new and interesting perspectives, whether that's from industry experts themselves or scientists or anything like that. Um, and then the courts chatbot. I don't know if you've, you've played with that, Lori, but no, um, I'm no, a what big is that? Fan. Um, so courts. Is oh, no, I do. I do. Yeah, I get that yeah, on yeah. my phone. I love that. Yeah. yeah you, t- tell everybody you can about just that. Ask them for a quick. Yep. Love it. Um, you can ask them for a quick rundown of what's going on. And then Ad Age, actually, of course, I'm a huge fan of chatbots, but Ad Age just actually launched recently a chatbot of their own. I like using that too. Um, and I think what also people forget about is um, Google Alerts. Um, so I set Google Alerts for not just. Um, my clients and our clientele, but also different trends. So I have one for AI, I have one for robotics, I have one for cryptocurrency, even though that's not necessarily in my wheelhouse. I want to learn more about it. It's um, what everyone's talking about, right? Blockchain. Um, Yeah, so I rely on that a lot. It comes through my inbox and I dig into it first thing in the morning. That's great. So one um, one of the things I like about Quark is that It'll give you a little new, you know, notification in your newsfeed on your phone, and then it says, "Do you want more?" Um, mm-hmm. So you can kind of choose just to get top level, or you can go deeper. And it's it's kind of comforting because you always do want more. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's a very very satisfying thing. And I love that you're not just staying in the sort of technology lane, but you're looking in other places to understand culturally what's happening across the board. Totally. It's so important, especially because at the end of the day, we're in the business of people talking. So whatever trend impacts how people communicate to each other, we have to be on top of that, being an AI conversation company. And um, I know um, you're a big fan of, of research. And um, are there specific places that you're, you're reading in terms of newsletters, getting great insights as well from other institutions? 
Yeah, I'm a huge fan of L2, um, which is actually led by one of the most prolific professors at um, NYU, I believe. Um, And he started his own research firm, and they do very fascinating studies, uh, mostly in retail and a few CPG companies. Um, And I think they really have a good perspective and they're not shy about having a point of view, which I appreciate, even if sometimes I don't agree with it. But sometimes research can be, um, or newsletters can be too democratic in my perspective, where it's just, you know, it's fluff, but I appreciate a point of view. Um, and then also, I like CB Insights. They do a lot of those mapping, um, those maps of different industries and who's playing where. And, you know, it's good for us because we know who our competitors are. And is there anyone really doing what you're doing? I mean, I know there are companies doing chat bots, but is anyone really looking to it as an omni-channel business solution like you guys are? Not that I know of. Um, I should probably keep looking um, if there's none. Um, But no one has combined the, as you said, the omni-channel capabilities with the physical location. I think that is something that no one else has cracked yet, or I'm knocking on wood now. Um, so I haven't really seen anyone. But if you do, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's good. I mean, it's good to know who your competition is, but it's also good to know that you you occupy you know a singular space, um, or at least a space um, that has a nice solution to offer clients. Because that's always the thing: is how how quickly do we roll it out? Um, do you also go to some of the bigger trade shows, like the Consumer Electronics Show, or um, can or any of those that are sort of in that media technology swirl? Not yet. Not yet. Um, We will probably go with a partner that is probably launching something with us and we would showcase it there, kind of how we did with Ventana at Shop Talk. Um, I mean, at shop.org. But no plans yet. Um, We're still seeing what's going on next year. It's, It's a lot. Would you consider yourself a startup or are you, you know, a fully functioning company now? I don't even know if there's like a technical definition of, you know, maybe you're in profit, but, um, you know, how do you guys consider yourselves? Definitely a startup still. Um, we, we've only been around officially um, around 14 months and we have met a lot of goals that we've set for us um, with our investors and, you know, our customers, we are revenue generating. Um, so kind of all of the above, but we definitely still consider ourselves a startup. Um, and we're all one big happy family. We sit in one room in the WeWork in Times Square. And I think there's nothing more startup than that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You're like the definition. That's, that's awesome. And what an exciting yeah. part of the world to, to be in right now especially off the streets of Manhattan these days. But what, um, what, what, uh, what do you think is the next sort of place to put AI? I mean, are you looking at AI not only as a business solution, but do you think you guys will ever get into, say, AI for entertainment or, you know, AI in some other um, entities like managing the house or things like that? Like, are you looking at all at the consumer side of this? Yeah, I think we definitely are. Um, I think wherever... Um, there is a lot of repetitive questions. That's really where we're looking. So um, where people are probably new to certain things, um, 
So since we are in physical locations, another place we're looking to are conferences and events and kind of large-scale events where people come to one new location. Um, it's massive amounts of people that have probably the same amount of questions um, that go over and over again. How do we make that process easier for these event organizers and conference uh, organizers? Um, and how do we then scale that to different um, types of events that are very similar um, because the beauty of our platform is once we kind of learn about a certain space, we we then become an expert in that space and are able to easily um, kind of leverage that across the board. Is, is your space and WeWork all AI'd out? Like when you walk in, does it talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> we we have Pepper, who's the SoftBank humanoid robot in our in our office. So it is pretty AI in there. Um but a lot of snacks, more snacks than AI. <laughs> and Pepper is is the little robot that you find in a lot of the malls right now, right? That's mostly just guiding you towards which store to go to. Um, is is that something that you see more of those kinds of things rolling out? Oh, yes. Yeah, we are a um, SoftBank developer. So we, we create custom solutions for Pepper, which is great. Um, so we work with them on a bunch of projects. And I think... You're, this time next year, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one um, close to you or close to your home. So it would, it would, it's going to be great. Um, you I mean, um, does he, it, does it rhyme with uh, Estfield as as one of your clients? Maybe <laughs> Westfield Malls. Um, no, well, unfortunately, that's not yeah. us. But SoftBank for sure um, yeah. has them. That's that's so interesting. So, are they ever coming to you to to say, um, what can we do with this? Um, or is it mostly clients coming to you and saying, this is our problem? Yeah, it's both. We have um, hardware and software companies coming to us saying, we built this product. Um, it's on the market today or it's about to go to market. We want custom solutions to be available on this device or on this platform. And that's really also where we come into play is because we make those experiences richer um, because everything we do is customized and AI driven. So they're able to have a, if you had a pepper like in a, in a mall, as you said, um, that mall will have very custom information about where things are located and services that are available there. And um, pepper, for example, would know everything about that mall. Um, And we're able to do that at scale and train those systems at scale. So yeah, it would also come to us for that. And what, are you seeing this also then, um, one of the things they talked a lot about at the last CES show and what's coming up um, in January is uh, robots sort of taking care of some of the basic needs in the home as well. Mm-hmm. So a latchkey kid will now come home to a pepper who um, who knows there's homework to there's a sandwich in the refrigerator, will ping the parents and say, you know, Johnny just came home with a girl, like, you know, something like that, <laughs> whatever it is, is oh that, or their discussion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Johnny's Johnny smells like cigarettes or whatever it is. Um, is. Is that also in discussion with, with these guys? Are they looking for that consumer home solution as well? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't been in those conversations. I'm sure they have been uh, thinking about that. It's what we've found is that a lot of people, including you and I, we are in this space and we're, you know, consuming this type of information everywhere. We're all into AI. We like interacting with robots. But then when we get home, 
perception changes when you're inside your for- own four walls. Um, there is still a consumer fear of adopting that. So I think it all depends like when the customer behavior is going to catch up to what these companies want to do inside their homes. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for like robots taking over everything that is difficult. <laughs> like I, yeah, I don't think automate, I need mean- automate. Yeah, because uh, to me, you know, privacy is an illusion anyway. You know, it really is in so many ways. And um, as long as um, basic rules are put in place um, and we can have help for some of the more difficult, complex life, uh, you know, needs, I think we we should just go for it, right? Totally. I, I agree. Now, just as our last question before our next break, are you guys also looking at supporting the financial sector? Because that's one area where I think people will be more timid about working with AI. Um, Or am I wrong and it's already in place all over the place, but I would rather deal with humans when it comes to, you know, money and things like that, like that part, like managing my money. Yeah, it's interesting because the the market is pretty split at this point. So there is um, AI that exists in financial services and insurance and healthcare, right, when you think about sensitive um, information. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that actually prefer giving their information to a bot versus a human because they know that it's a systematic function that won't be used anywhere else but for that piece specifically versus telling maybe a human on the phone your social security number or anything like that, um, some some customers actually don't prefer that. So I think well, that's interesting. both places, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, what people are kind of open to share um, with a bot versus a human. Yeah, and I guess when blockchain really becomes a consumer tool, we'll see a lot of partnership between AI blockchain and other things to make everything really transparent and easy. Oh, what a yeah. world we're living in. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's crazy. Um, All right. Well, we're going to be back in a moment um, to, to finish up with Justine Santa Cruz, the VP of Strategic Partnerships and Alliances at Satisfy Labs, really um, giving me the inside scoop on AI um, and how far it's come along and how businesses are going to use it. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities 
commodities and real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. All right, everybody, welcome back. We've been getting the down low on artificial intelligence from Justine Santa Cruz, who's the VP of Strategic Partnerships at Satisfy Labs. And uh, we were just chatting that Justine sort of sits at the center of the swirl of a lot of different businesses. You really are starting to understand how different what the needs are of different business categories and, and how AI can really um, help them. And, and you have to know their problems, too, in order to, to solve them. So um, you, you really um, are a, a smarty pants right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's the technical um, expression for uh, for someone who's uh, who's doing well. <laughs> now, what what's what's coming up for Satisfy Labs? Where are you guys going to be next? Are there things that you're rolling out that we can know about? Yeah. So um, I was mentioning offline that I can't really say um, specific clients, but what I'm what I am excited to share is that we are using our on location intelligence to help. Um, different venues and locations with their customers. So we are uh, going into the museums, zoos, and aquariums industry. Um, We are going to be in a lot more sports stadiums and venues, um, professional, collegiate, all those um, levels as well, which is interesting, um, which will foray into our our entry into the education space. Um, And then the mall clients that we have are continually enhancing their capabilities so we're excited to launch a few of them in the coming months especially with the holiday season coming up and I think there's a lot of pressure on this Black Friday Cyber Monday and um, Christmas season to really do well for a lot of our retail clients so we're excited to support them there Um, yeah we're kind of just in all those spaces and then transportation is going to be huge so thinking about how all these transportation hubs whether that's airports train stations, bus stations, all have these transient people that have questions 24-7, like how are they um, responding to that? So that's where we're attacking as well. So, um, Oh, my God, I love that. Coming I, up. <laughs> I was trying to make I was trying to make a, a, a plane change in Mexico City, and I literally was running for my life to make this flight, and I didn't know where I was going. And I would have loved to have just run up to a wall and asked it, you know, where is the skate or whatever, rather than try and find a human dressed in some sort of worker outfit, but you can't even tell anymore. Um, so that would be ex- extremely useful. Now you mentioned um, aquariums and then, you know, museums and things like that. And we've had a lot of uh, VR companies on the show who are creating volumetric video, which means taking like um, living things and actually placing them inside of VR environments. And then obviously they need some sort of AI engine to power that experience, especially for museums where you get to talk to the artists now um, and, and all sorts of craziness like that. Are you guys um, involved in that? Yeah, um, in, in a variety of ways. So the museums that we're talking to, they have varying ways to engage with their um 
with their visitors. And it all depends on the data that they have. So if they have video content that's very interactive, we can definitely serve that in conversation. Um, or if it's just, you know, they want background on certain exhibits that they have and only have the bot there and have an in-depth um, kind of um, explanation from the artist or the featured um team that's that's working on it we can do that um but yeah but we're totally in that space too because that that stuff is just so so fascinating when you think of your favorite artist and then if we start to say voices yeah talking to them and then we start to say voices of beloved celebrities and family members and then plug it into your engine so is it a certain kind of writing talent to to create the the copy that will be coming out of the mouth of these AI um, engines, or is it the nature of the AI engine in itself yeah. that it will form its own? I mean, a- am I asking like you know one of those chicken and egg questions? But are you no, know? No, is- no, it's a good one. Um, it's kind of like Westworld, right? I don't know if you've, yeah. you saw that um, oh my, on HBO. Yes, I, um, I lost a lot of sleep on those nights. <laughs> oh, same. Um, so I'm good. finishing up the season now. So, but I think to answer your question, I was actually just telling one of my friends who works for a big agency here in New York and she's a copywriter and I told her, hey, you should look into AI companies because a lot of them need someone to finesse the data coming out, right? Because if it was up to our platform, it would spit out what it knows in the data sense, right? Which is not how we talk as humans. We do store knowledge. We do store some set of data points in our brain. But when it comes out, you know, we have our own style. We have tone and, you know, inflection and where we put emphasis and all that um, when you go into accents and who should it sound like? Should it sound American? Should it sound British? Because British is universally uh, pleasing or, you know, so there's a lot of kind of creative uh, choice that needs to be made. So I think it does need a specific talent uh, to do that. Someone who can write copy for a conversation. Um, But to answer your question too, is that part of the platform? It can be. So a copywriter can write maybe the first few hundred, uh, maybe first 50 to 100 uh, questions and answers uh, in the brand's feel or branding, uh, look and feel. And then the AI will then automate that and kind of detect that that's the style it should be responding in the future. Oh, my, that is so, so cool. I mean, again, I start to think about um, just on the entertainment side, since I work with a lot of content companies, how discovery Mm -hmm. is the biggest challenge. And so now you can walk up to Siri and talk into the latest Siri remote and and just say, you know, I want all Will Ferrell movies, and it'll bring them all up. But the truth is, when you're walking into your house and you don't know what you want to watch, but you want, you just have a feeling so I want like a comedy where the girl loses the guy at the end, but still, you know, maintains her independence. <laughs> I'm always in the mood for those. But, um, you know, to be able to interpret interpret, and then spit back, you know, information that that takes that mood piece in, the, the, the sort of um, semantic piece in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I, which I think, I guess you guys are looking at all of that stuff now, huh? Yeah, and it's completely dependent on what is indexed um, in the world today. So I would love to be able to do that exact use case you just said. Yeah. But are the maybe Netflix is the only company today that indexes their and tags their content in that detail? That's right, why they're able to create these recommendations for us. Right, and then also why they are able to um, to to 
to create programming that's actually satisfying what people are asking for, um, exactly. which is even which is even more fascinating. Because I would think that you guys would start to become, you know, Hollywood's partner um, in a lot of the content generation based on the data that you know. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm going to get you some, some work out here. <laughs> I'm going to get you work out here. Um, I wouldn't mind that. Stick, stick with me, baby. All right, so where can we find you? Where, where are you writing, blogging? Um, how do we track with uh, Satisfy Labs and all the great things that you guys are doing? Yeah, I think um, our website is pretty up-to-date, so it's satis.fi. Um, you can find us there, and we keep our press page up-to-date with where we're featured. And then feel free to add me or follow me on LinkedIn. It's just Justine Santa Cruz. Thankfully, no one else has my name, which is great. Um, <laughs> Very helpful. So just search on me there. And then we're on Twitter at Satisfy. And then you're also, um, is it Jay Teeny on Twitter? Yeah, Jay with three E's. Correct. Yeah, because I think you should start writing more because you know so much about this world. And then you also have a great partnership with Ventana. Um, so we can find out more from their side as well, right, about the work you're doing with them. Yes, it's vntana.com for them, Um, and Ashley Crowder is a good contact partner and friend. Um, I co-presented with her at Shop Talk, and she's great. Um, They have an incredible product. Um, I told her that we're a perfect match because they're the body and we're the brain, um, and they're the (laughs) hardware and we're the software, so... Um, match made in heaven so yeah if there's any hologram interactive needs that you need she's your woman and where is that what was the name of the the woman that i spoke to the the ai hologram that i spoke to at uh, shop.org julie where is julie going to be next because people have to check her out oh goodness we can't say yet okay (laughs) i will i will tweet you once it's live Okay, um, it's good. going to be up this holiday season and then another one um, early in March. Um, so, yeah, but it's not too late to get your own. It's not, oh, it's my not God. live today. Oh, my God. That is so cool. All right. Well, we have just been talking to Justine Santa Cruz, who's the VP of Strategic Partnerships and Alliances at Satisfy Labs. I think that's the best conversation about AI as a business product that I have ever had, Justine. Thank you so much for being oh, on the TechCat show. Really interesting where, where this is going. All right, well, we'll be back next week um, talking to someone else who um, hopefully will be as um, interesting and exciting as Justine's conversation has been. Thank you again, Justine Santa Cruz, and we'll be back on the Tech Cat Show next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 